welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name's Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. Before we go to some scriptures today, let me go give you three things. Three reasons why we need the anointing. Number one, we're going straight to the points. Come on, somebody, write these down. Number one, we need the anointing. I'm not gonna preach to these. I just want you to write these down and at another time we might unpack them. But number one, we need the anointing to subdue forces of darkness that come against our destinies and kingdom advancement. I'll say that again. We need the anointing. We need the anointing to subdue forces of darkness that attack our destinies and kingdom advancement. Pause, rewind. What is the anointing? Quite simply, the word anointing means enabling power. It is God's enabling power. God's enabling power. Think about it for a moment. God, uh, an angel appeared to Mary and said to Mary, I want you to call his name. What did she say? Jesus. But we know him as the Christ, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Did you know the word Jesus? Jesus, Jesus simply means Saviour. And Christ means enabling power. And so even Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of Man, required the anointing of God, the anointing to achieve the destiny that He was put on this earth for. So much so that actually He made a way for you and I to be anointed like no generation had ever had available to them where He personified and became not just the anointing, but the anointed one. And in doing so, this person, the, our, our Lord Jesus made a way for us to participate and to receive the anointing. And now we don't receive the anointing like they did in the Old Testament alone, but we have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Did you hear what I said? This is miraculous to the church. We have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. And it's not just about the baptism of the Holy Spirit because Jesus before Acts 2 actually said, but you, will, you have received, you have an anointing. I think it's John 10, 10. He says, you have an anointing from the Holy One. So if we break that down by the definition, what's the Bible telling us? The Bible is telling us that you have, He said it to the disciples specifically, that you have God's enabling power from the Holy One. And so I wanna let you know today that you have an anointing, you have God's enabling power and you need to understand why do I need God's enabling power? 
because the, the devil himself, the prince of the air, the Bible tells us, has stood on mountains of influence in our community for long enough. And if you and I think that kingdom advancement, that things that have happened in generation upon generation upon generation in your family are just gonna shift because you became a good person and attend somewhere on a Sunday, friend, you are mistaken. You have not been taught the deeper things of God, that there is, there is a plan and assignment to stop you from reaching the potential that God has placed inside of you. Number two, we need an anointing to fulfill our God-given assignment. So we need it to subdue dark darkness. Ephesians 6 teaches us, but we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, right? So we need it to bind the enemy. We need it to cancel plans. We need it to subdue darkness, but we also need it. We need God's enabling power to fulfill our destiny. You say, well, I'm not sure I do. My life's pretty, like I'm just cruising. Well, we've been in a series talking about the will of God. And one of those things that I pray it stirred up inside of you is that God hasn't called you to just live an average life. Now, when I say that, I don't want you to think God's saying bigger houses, more motorbikes, cars, the holiday house, all this. I'm talking about the vision that He has for you to do great exploits for the Kingdom of God. And you can do that without a dollar to your name, but you cannot do that without a vision in your heart. And so you need to ask the Holy Spirit, God, would you open my eyes to see and to understand to have a vision for the great things that you have for my life. When God reveals that, see the, re- listen, can we just have a real moment? If you're visiting, I apologise in advance. This is gonna sound maybe harsh, maybe not harsh enough, but it's gonna be what it is. The reason why you don't have a hunger for the anointing is because you don't have a God vision for your life. Not saying you don't have a good vision, I'm saying you don't have a God vision. Because God often, there's seasons, absolutely there's seasons, but God often calls us into things that are way outside of number one, our comfort zone. And number two, outside of our ability to affect the change that He's calling us to bring. If we could have done it on our own, we wouldn't have needed Him to come. Are you with me? So you need the anointing to fulfill God-given assignment. And lastly, you need anointing because only the anointing can produce God dimensions of results. You need the anointing. You need the anointing. Let's go read Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, as we just set a tone for this this morning. It says, Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could we ask or imagine according to the power of that is at work within us. To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. Listen to that. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably, how much is immeasurable? You can't answer that question because it's immeasurable. In other words, God is able to do infinitely beyond what you can think of, what you can ask for in prayer. This is the God that we serve. 
or, or imagine, and then listen to this. This is what I want you to see. According to the power that works within us. The power that works within us. I don't know about you, just a bit of a confession moment here. Um, but every now and then I get sucked into like YouTube videos or videos on some other social media platforms that will remain nameless so that I don't get blocked or served weird ads in them. Um, um, but it, I remember one video coming coming on and it was like, have you ever seen these where it's like some car yard or some kind of demolition site sort of thing in, in, um, in some country and there's a big machine that's got like a big steel, looked like steel to me, block or bowl. And then they bring in these cars and this crane lifts up this massive bowl, a, a steel object above them and it just drops right on top of the car and crushes it. Has anyone seen those? Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Come on, just help me feel good. Yeah. And you're confessing your social media use. So it's good. You're going to be free. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and I was watching this and uh, in one of the videos, they got another steel ball and they put that steel ball under the steel ball and they drop, so they drop that steel ball on the steel ball. Are you with me so far? But that, the ball that they dropped on the ball, this is so confusing, it's like inception in a sermon. It didn't, it just, it just kind of, the other ball just bounced off. Now, a minute ago in the video, it was crushing metal cars like I would crumple up a piece of paper. It had the power, it had the force, it had the ability within it to crush that. But you know what? It couldn't crush that. Why? Because it was according to the, the power of that didn't have the force to change this. Then the next part of the video, they bring out a bigger metal ball. I'm deep in YouTube by now. I'm asking the Lord for deliverance, come on. And that was dropped on that which the other ball didn't break and it shattered it. And I had this thought that that's like the power according to the power that works in us. There is a force that, and a power called the anointing that God wants to bring in your life for the assignment that He has for you. It is a power that God wants to release for you. So the thing that you couldn't do in your own strength, there is a power inside of you called the presence of Jesus Himself in the person of the Holy Spirit that is released in you to bring about the change that God is calling you to bring. It's not just exceedingly abundantly above anything you can ask, dream, think or imagine. That part preaches really well. But the key is you've got to have the power inside of you. You've got to have this thing going, God, I've had this addiction to nicotine for too long. And so obviously I have a power inside of me. The level of power inside of me is not enough to cancel this nicotine addiction. I've had this addiction to pornography. I've had this battle with depression. I've had this thing going on for whatever it might be. And the Bible, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to someone today that you're gonna receive a power to 
today that is going to bring about a change to see that thing that you could not shift in your own strength. You've done the patches, you've done therapy, you've done counselling. Keep doing those things. God bless you for doing those things. But today you will receive an anointing that will shift your life forever. That is the power of the anointing. Sounds like hyper-Pentecostalism to me. No, it just sounds like an absolute conviction in the power of a living, resurrected Jesus. Come on. So I want you to write this down as the definition. I've told you it's God's um, enabling power. That's the quick one. But I want you to quickly write this down as the definition for the anointing. It is God's ability at work in a material or an earthly vessel to accomplish His purposes. I'll read it again, don't worry. And to produce super or supernatural or extraordinary results. God's ability at work in a material or earthly vessel to accomplish His purposes and to produce supernatural or extraordinary results. One more time. God's ability. You got that much so far? Praise God. God's ability at work in a material or earthly vessel. I know this is hard, hey. You're thinking, what the heck was he talking about with those metal bowls before? Anyway, God's ability at work in a material or earthly vessel to accomplish His purposes and to produce supernatural or extraordinary results. Or listen to the podcast this week. Supernatural or extraordinary results. See, sometimes the anointing, it does produce miracle signs and wonders, okay? Keep an eye out for that, all you anointed people, all of you people that carry Jesus. But it also produces extraordinary results. Extraordinary results. In other words, uh, we, we use different churchy words where we say a grace or an anointing or an empowerment or a favour comes on you. That is a sign of the anointing operating through your life where things that are normally hard for others become easier to you and they produce a result that is extraordinary. You're with me? And so sometimes you look for the signs of the anointing, not through a leg that was broken being healed alone or a tumour falling off alone. They are absolutely signs of the anointing. But you look for signs of the anointing in the everyday thing that God's called you to do. And you look for extra, you look for, and you by faith believe for extraordinary results. Are you with me? So you you and I need the anointing. We need God's empowerment. The anointing is a symbol of God's enabling power. It is biblically speaking found in the the symbol or the earthly material. Oil, it's found in oil. God uses the symbol of oil as a sign of His anointing, of His enabling power. 
It was often used by the priests. You can look at it in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, right throughout the Old Testament in the period of the kings and the priests. And you'll find that often whenever a king is anointed, whenever a king is appointed, there is always an anointing that goes with that appointing. So you can have a call like David. David had a call. He had an appointment, but he did not have an anointment. Right? He had later had an anointment, but there was a season where Saul was still anointed king. David was a, appointed, but he was waiting for that to shift. That's another sermon. Maybe we'll do that another day. But we see right throughout the Old Testament that the oil is a sign of God's enabling power, his ordination, his two thumbs up, his five high five. This is my person. This is my special person for this hour. This is the person. I want you to think about the picture where Moses anoints Aaron the priest in the wilderness and he comes and the Bible says that he poured oil and that oil, he poured so much oil. We're not gonna do this today. That the oil ran down the beard of Aaron uh, that there was so much oil. Oil. Imagine those that those the 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 footsteps of the priest walking through that dry, arid land of that desert. And imagine the oily footsteps that would have been left behind. Imagine I'm, my imagination goes to this idea that a, a young child asks the mother or father, says, "What are these footprints?" And the mother, the would have just been normal, ordinary footprints, but because of the presence of oil, the mother says, hey, the priest has walked this way. A man or woman of God has walked this way. And friend, that is the what the world is waiting for. The world is waiting. The Bible says that the world is groaning for the sons, gender inclusive, to be, be uh, the sons of God, to be made manifest, people of power and anointing, that when you walk through your workplace, it gets oily. When you walk into your home, it gets oily. When you walk into difficult situations, Situations, it gets oily. Your prayer time is oily. This church becomes oily. I don't know about you, but have you ever have you ever spilt oil in the kitchen or something? You've dropped the oil on the ground. It's extremely difficult to clean up just with getting water and a cloth. You just end up smearing that oil everywhere. And the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today, I want you to get so oily that you become someone that smears the anointing oil every single where, that every person you touch, they are coming into contact with the anointing, the oil. Let me give you these these two things that I believe the oil does. The oil, three things actually, well, two of them are one, but one of them's not, but it is. James chapter 5, 14, and we see this in the New Testament that the using of the anointing oil is biblically is biblical and it's ordained by God. It says this, If anyone among you is sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Then what does it say? It says, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith will save the sick and he will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. The anointing oil. What is it? It's a symbol of God's presence. It's actually, um, how deep do we want to go this morning? Can I just say it how it's in my head? And if you have a theological challenge with with it, you can email or call me. 
But seriously, because I want you to understand, just like the God possesses material possessions, did you know that? Through the power of His anointing. God uses stuff. That's why stuff to Him is so important because in your hand, it's boring and powerless, but in His hand, it, anything in His hand becomes a vessel for His glory. God put His power through the hands of Paul into a cloth and that cloth was then sent. And that cloth that was sent carried a power within it that is a mystery as I'm scaring people this morning. But when that cloth then touched someone that was sick, they were healed. I know you're thinking that's freaky. What's more freaky is Jesus had such a revelation of the truth of transporting God's power that he didn't use a cloth. He used a word. (laughs) The mode of transportation for God's power is a mystery that you should start asking the Holy Spirit about. Remember the centurion and he understands authority. So what does he say? He says, don't come to my house, just send a word. Well, what is in that word? What is in that word is the power to heal and to perform what that word needs to do. And so God puts it in that. God puts it in people. God puts His power and anointing in people. And so the hope today is that you ask the Lord, God, make me one of those people. Lord, don't make me one of those boring church attenders. Don't look to the left or the right. You're sitting next to them today. Come on, somebody. Make me... (laughs) I'm just staring. Make me a vessel for your glory. Make me a vessel that can contain the glory and the anointing and the power of God. Make me a vessel. That's our prayer today. Come on, somebody. God, I want to be a vessel for your glory. I want to be a vessel for your anointing. Isaiah 10, 27, here's two things that I want to say the anointing brings out of the Bible and I believe it's going to bring today. We've said that it brings about ordination. It's about God's symbol and that His hand and favour is upon you like He would anoint the priests. But I want you to write this down. Number one, yokes are destroyed. Well, this is the same point. Yokes destroyed, burdens lifted. Isaiah 10, 27 says, and it came to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke, I've put in brackets there, satanic bondage will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. It'll be destroyed. I want you to understand something really important about the anointing. The anointing doesn't change the attack. It gives you power over it. In fact, if you have a whole lot of problems breaking out around your life, there are three things that you need to consider. Is this me sowing and reaping? Have I caused this? Let's be real. Let's not assign everything to the devil. He's not that good. Sometimes we're just dumb. We make bad decisions and we reap of those bad decisions. Come on. Come on, we all preach and we yell in the preaching about the anointing, but that's important. Because a lot of you have dysfunctional lives. It's not because of the devil. The devil doesn't need to invade that. You're doing a good job for him. (laughs) You with me? Number one, so it could just be stuff. 
that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to change in us, to bring about change, right? You with me? We'll just leave that one there. My mind's racing. The first one can be that. The second one can be demonic assignment, right? Where there's bondage. Here come the kids. Um, well, it's a good wrap up though, isn't it? It's like, Matt, you're going to be finished soon, man. Um, can be demonic assignment, right? And so we've got to be mindful. We've got to be mindful that, that that is what it could be, right? But the third one, the third one is that I believe that God leads anointed people into problematic situations. And the reason why I say that is because if you're a carrier of something here, if you're, if you're carrying God's enabling power, don't when problems come, God's put you there for us to be the solution. God is trying to raise you up in that place as the sign and the wonder to bring about His glory into that space, right? So we see that yokes are destroyed and burdens are lifted. And we might park that one there, except to inspire you today to say that if you came in with a yoke, with a weight, with a burden, if you came in under attack today, if you came in with a burden on you, or if you came in with you under the oppression or the possession of something today, the anointing, the Bible says that it will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And I believe that by faith that when we anoint you with oil today, there is gonna be something that supernaturally happens. It's not superstition. It's you will be anointed with oil and God's power will change something in your situation and you will walk out of here free in Jesus' name. The The last thing, is that when the anointing comes, there's a restoration of time and family. Deuteronomy 28, 38 to 40 says, you carry much seed out of the field, but gather little in for the locust shall consume it and you shall plant vineyards, that's wine, and you shall tend them, but you shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes for the worms shall eat them. You shall have olive trees, that's where oil comes from, throughout all your territory, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil. Isn't that beautiful too? You shall not anoint yourself. Anyway, that's another sermon. Let's keep going. You got to do that. What am, what am I saying? I'm saying you got to have a relationship with the Holy Ghost. Don't do it through me. It's hard enough for me to do me. <laughs> you got to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, right? Anoint yourself for your olives, You shall not anoint yourselves with the oil for your olives shall drop off, right? Now listen to the next verse. And you shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours for they shall go into captivity. That's devastating. But is your life like this at the moment? Where you're putting a lot of output, but you don't feel like there's the appropriate, like you're not reaping of what you're putting in. And I wanna suggest to you today that that can be a sign that you're lacking anointing. And when I say lacking anointing, I wanna say you've gotta, I wanna say it like this, bring God into the picture of your life. 
bring him in as Lord. Yeah? Last scripture, we'll read. Because God's prepared a way out for you if that's your situation where you're, you've got the, the, the great, you've got the vines, you're sowing the seed, but nothing's happening. You've got the kids, but they're in captivity. For he has given you the former rain faithfully and he will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. The former rain in Hebrews refers to the teacher of righteousness and God gives you this teacher of righteousness so that the church, so that the home, so that your workplace, so that your life can be full of this oil full of overfl- and overflowing with new wine. And the next verse, and we close with this. Alex, do you want to bring the kids in? That'd be cool. Says this, I'll restore to you the years that the swarming, this is a prophecy for someone right now. I will restore to you the, the, the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust and the chewing locust. <laughs> My great army, which I sent among you. Here, are you, isn't that powerful? I will restore. When you have the anointing, God restores. And that's what God is doing right now. He's restoring. You know, our kids, let's all stand. Gonna very quickly invite our staff, elders, prayer team. worship team as well you can jump up um, but just to come down the front very quickly awesome so we anointed all of our staff um, this week and so we're going to invite our staff now to come and anoint the rest of our team and uh, then we're going to go pray yeah come with your spouses and all that in a moment Hopefully the kids will come in at some point in time in Jesus' name. We need the anointing to get the kids in the church. Come on. Um, but one of, the, one of the things about the anointing, um, I don't know who are you, Wayne? That could just be the whole church. Oh, oh families of, of team to come to. Yep, yep. Awesome. Cool. Elders, board, whoever. Just if you want to come, come is probably the moral of the story. Our pastors, those that are on the prayer team that pray, Warren and Christine, you guys can come. If you're involved in, in teams, some of our shepherding teams. So good. You know, the oil, it starts right back in the Garden of Eden. And the symbol there, there's Jewish thought that maybe the tree of life was actually an olive tree. The liquid presence of God is represented in the rivers that flowed and it was like this life force heaven invading earth as this source of power. And I believe that that's what God wants to do with you today. And so I'm going to invite our staff that were anointed on, um, 
on Wednesday just to step forward. Um, and we're going to grab these little vessels. going to invite all the kids now to find their parents and go and stand with their parents and parents if you want to pray for your own kids and anoint them you can do so um, just dunk your finger in the oil remember if you don't want to be prayed for that's completely fine um, that's dangerous yep yep awesome well, we're going to anoint you just quite simply um, in the name of Jesus. Our team are just going to pray. We release the anointing of God over you in the name of Jesus. And then, you know, if you're feeling stirred and you want more prayer, because we can re we realise that this is a this can be a powerful, deep moment for people. People respond in all different ways. Then you can um, you can come down the front. Our prayer team are going to be here, ready to move in the gifts of the Spirit and pray for you. Okay. But then our, these guys are then going to go into the seats. We're going to pray for you. There's nothing special about these people. It's just the process that we've chosen to do today. Is that cool? Amen. You're powerful too. So if you want to come and grab some oil and pray for people, um, just come and check in with me and we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But come on, let's just begin to pray. Team, we're going to worship. And um, let's go. So Zari, why don't you lead us? Wonderful. Come on, guys, let's pray. you 